afford to be. This is small town music. This is big town music. He's ahead of his time, you know, but he can't use it. If only he could prove it. Well, tomorrow's just a song away, a song away, a song away. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Rock Solid, your podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis. Oh, hey, I'm Gary Lucy. I'm a little nervous today, Pat. There's, we've got company. We do have company. We have a uh, we have a guest in the studio today, and uh, although this guest is from the world of comedy, primarily you would know him from that. He uh, he did work in the record business before, and from what I understand, he got plenty of tail when he was in the. Uh, That's what I heard in the in the record business, and so let's uh, just bring him in right now. Uh, Mr. Jimmy Pardo. Yay. Thank you for having me, fellas. I also host the popular podcast, Never Not Funny. Um, and then I got uh, Tail when, in the record store. In the, when I worked for MCA Records, uh, the Tail uh, slowed down. There were higher-ups uh, that had cocaine that uh, were able to get the Tail and not me. <laughs> and maybe M- MCA had some artists that didn't really bring in the Tail. <laughs> uh, no, there was, uh, the, these fellows were getting Tail. I appreciate your joke. But uh, these fellows were getting Tail. It was all cocaine-related. Uh, there was a lot of cocaine going around in the 80s. And, you know uh, how I like to say cocaine. Ah, uh, <laughs> <To> say cocaine. <laughs> I did do cocaine off of the lead singer of the Fine Young Cannibals, penis. I should tell you that. <laughs> that is true. He was on IRS Records. I distributed that. Terrific. <laughs> true story. <laughs> did that drive you crazy when you? Did oh, that? my brother. Because <laughs> Johnny. <clears throat> so Matt, could you turn my cans up a little bit? Normally, I would just give you a high sign, like, hey, turn these up, but I'm just going to let them. I'm going to bring everyone in. All the listeners know what happens backstage here. Perfect. Thanks. Was that an isolated incident? I've, I've heard it. I've heard tales of the back room of the record store, of course. But uh, Oh, I thought you meant Matt turning up my, uh, yeah, my, my can. Does that, that happen isolated? all the time? What, did you, what are you asking me? Like, was, uh, like uh, were, you, were you just... Was I getting a lot of action in the back were room? Were you booning down constantly back there, or was it, it was just like there was this one time? No, there was a... Uh, Constant flow? There was... Uh, Listen, I was young. Yeah. I was 18, 19 years old. And, uh, you know, again, there was a time at the record store. Was the, it was the coolest place. You yeah. worked in one. I did. I did. Me too. It was the coolest place. I was one of the managers. If I, you know, I was banging around my staff or I would bring a, a young lady in that was looking for the new Tommy Shaw solo cassette. <laughs> it was always a cassette, too. Yeah, yeah. Your long plays, your vinyl ladies wouldn't put out. <laughs> no way. There's always somebody that wanted a cassette. Let's get the names of these record stores. Gary, where did you work? I worked at the Record Factory and a Tower Records. All right. Yeah. Well, I initially, uh, Pat, uh, worked at Orange's Records and Tapes, and then I got promoted uh, to JR's Record Shop, and then I moved out to Pasadena, California, where I was a assistant manager of the warehouse, and then oh. I went back and managed a uh, Orange's wow. in Chicago. And then I worked at the National Record Mart and then uh, Coconuts. That's right. My buddy Daver uh, uh, managed a bunch of coconuts in the day. Oh, uh, and then, of course, uh, you know, I worked for MCA Records for that short period of time. For the young people, a record store was a place you used to go to get music. Now you just uh, stay at home yeah. and, and steal it. And steal it. Young, <laughs> young people, they don't, uh, they're really missing out on a great experience. You know, you know, you could say that it's it's easier to get now and blah blah blah. But going to a record store was an experience, don't you think? And you got to look at the displays up on the wall, and you got to you know talk with the people behind the counter. You got to, of course, have sex with one if that's what you desired. <laughs> you're buying a cassette, but I it, I think it, it, it's it's something. I mean, I'm sure that there was something from uh, you know my parents' oh. life that I'm missing out on, watching doo wop on a corner. But uh, <laughs> I do miss the... If you want to have sex behind the garbage can, it's fine. <laughs> you don't remember sitting down listening to The Shadow on the radio? <laughs> I do not, but I'm sure, you know what, I'm sure that was a great night out. And they probably missed in. it. 
And now we're right back to that. This is a podcast mm-hmm. very much like us sitting listening to uh, you exactly. know theater of the mind. Families gather around. You guys, we should set up like a virtual record store, like the rock solid record store, where you know it'd be like a website where people would go to and they'd you know do some pointing and clicking. But it'd be like the environment. You'd be like the Sims or something in a record store. Could you and, like could you like pull it out and then look yeah. at the liner notes and yeah, it'd be like that. And you you know get some recommendations and you can look at some little videos and stuff. But some uh, notes, some cocaine. Yeah, off yeah. Of the uh, album cover. Could yeah. I ask you to do that? Okay. Okay. I'm I don't like, know why you threw it in my life. I'm more I of an idea man, but I'll uh, <laughs> I'll try to. Uh, I'll see if I could get some. And as a, Elliot, <laughs> and as executive producer of the show, Jimmy, yeah. you should be you should be hands on on doing that. Listen, that. I w- listen. I'm executive producer on this show uh, by name. I put my name on this. I gave my stamp of approval. I listen to every episode. I give my notes. I think they're terrific. Uh, I can't believe last week you guys did not mention Valerie Loves Me by Material Issue. Oh, I don't yeah. know how that didn't come up. <laughs> well, you know, we're gonna we're gonna touch on these topics over and over again, so we don't want to oh, bring them all bring out. Them back. We even say that at the top, and we still have people, you didn't say Rosalita. <laughs> well, you didn't. <laughs> and I appreciate you reading my email on there. <laughs> hey, we've been, uh, we've been starting uh, each show, the past couple shows, with some crazy, crazy form of rap from artists that shouldn't rap. Not so great moments in hip-hop. Right. And this, this, isn't, this isn't a true rap per se, but I think he was bordering on doing this. This is, uh, this is from a song uh, from 1983 from the Lick It Up album by oh. Kiss. Oh. And here's... here's Paul Stanley maybe trying to rap. Oh boy. Street hustler comes up to me one day and I'm walking down the street minding my own business. Now he looks me up and he looks me down and he says, Hey man, what be this and what be that? Why you gotta look like that? Well, I just looked at him, I kind of laughed. I said, Hey man, I am cool. I am the breed. Haven't you heard? <laughs> All hell's gonna break loose, Jimmy. Revolution. And Gary. <laughs> and Matt. Too much confusion! That was cool. That was uh, that was like some poetry slam stuff. That yeah, was, it was. Yeah. It was. Hey, well, well, you know when a street hustler walks up to yeah. you <laughs> and he says, "What be this and what be that, and why you got to look like that?" Gary? Listen, man, I'm cool. I am the breeze. breeze. That got terrible. That got real. That got real, uh, real in here for a second. I know, man. That I was, wish Paul uh, Stanley was here. We, was was Paul Stanley looking to be hustled, or was he hustling himself? Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> listen, he's just walking down the street, man. He's minding his own business. <laughs> yeah, he even said that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, street hustlers come up to you. And they say, "What be this and what be that?" Oh yeah, what do you say? Well, I say, "Why, why you gotta look like that?" <laughs> Whoa! Listen, Paul, I, I've told you once before, I'll tell you again, you are cool. You are the breeze. <laughs> I am the breeze. I'm going to tell you something. As awful as that song is, I love it. I know you do. That comes on my... Uh, There's a video for it. My I'll Nano. post it. Love it. Oh, I don't even have that. I only have one song from that album in my iTunes. Revisit it. It's a good album. Mm. Revisit it. And lick it up. Uh, you guys, I've, I have a piece oh, no, of, up, of uh, some uh, investigative uh, journalism here. I, I think I've uncovered like a, uh, maybe a plagiarism scandal. I don't know. Okay. Uh, uh, Matt, can we please hear the uh, Gomez? Um, is this Selena Gomez? This is not Selena Gomez. This is a band called Gomez. This is a song I really enjoy this year. One of my uh, favorite uh, songs is called Options. It's been getting a lot of airplay lately on Sirius. I could be the guy at the end of the street. I am caffeine. Ransom and Raven, baby. And that's okay. At least I've got options. So that's uh, that's Gomez, and why well, I really like this song because it reminded me of this other great song I loved in 2005, "Viva Voce," gonna get your blood sucked out. Let's hear uh, right. some of that here. See if you from the devil himself. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, from the from the devil himself. I'm sorry. That's this, of course. Yeah. 
Wow, that is very similar. That's crazy. So, and it put me in the mind of another... Now, which one came out first? Uh, this one. And this was what year? This was like 05, maybe. And Gomez was? This year. Wow. So it's probably... Uh, they lay in wait for six cool. long years. Yeah, who knows? Who knows what happened? But it, it, it put me in the mind of another recent plagiarism scandal. Could you play that uh, Coldplay medley we have here? Oh. Did you guys hear about this? Yeah, I have heard about the, this. Uh, we got the uh, Viva La Vida here, of course. Song? Everybody likes yeah. this. Yeah. I only like the Coldplay hits. I don't really yeah. go deep into an album for them. And then uh, we got some Cat Stevens, Foreigner Suite. Oh yeah, this is really. That's pretty. It's a it's an homage. It's a tribute. But or is it a tribute to this next one, Joe Satriani? Have you heard this? Like I Can Fly or something? Like that. Is this from uh, the Alien album? What's it called? I don't think Surfing it's from that with one. the Alien. Very similar. But then there was this other band from New York called The Creaky Boards, and they had this song that was called um, The Songs I Didn't Write is the name of this one. It was weird. They, and there, there was a big YouTube campaign. Because they said, they said, we saw Chris Martin at our show. He totally sold it. But, but uh, what do you think? Does this one sound like uh, Viva La Vida a little bit? So um, the point, Adam, can I think, So who came first on these? Satriani? Uh, I think Cat like Stevens. Stevens. Oh, yeah, yeah you're then, right. I'm sorry. Cat uh, Stevens. But so then I, I dug a little deeper and I found one. Uh, man, I gotta hear that every breath you take. Listen to this. Okay, you got everybody knows this song, right? No, wait a minute. No, this, I don't know if I do. <laughs> what is this song? This, this, I called, li- this is by a group called The Police. This could be a hit if it was on the radio today, I think, or in 83. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it is, yeah, it's. Um... Now, play that other song there. Listen to this. This is for a Puff Daddy. Have you. Listen to that. You're an idiot. Very similar. No, I think he's no, Gary. I think he's actually sampling. What do you mean? I think he. I think he has the rights to do this. I think he pays like a Weird Al sort of thing. Like he's doing a parody. (laughs) You know what? I didn't think of it. You're exactly right. Kind of like, kind of like, eat it. Boy, he's not even. He's just talking over it. <laughs> I I don't understand this. I version. hate. I hate. He's good Puff Daddy. What are you mad at him for? I don't like him. He's terrific. Good actor. Anyway, so that was just my uh, investigation. That's good. Piece. Good stuff. All right. All right. Uh, you guys want to play a game before we get into sure. it? Sure. That wasn't it. Jimmy's on a bit of a tight schedule. But no, no, I'm not. I'm here to play, man. I'm ready to do this. Let's this do this. is uh, this is a game about uh, Matt. Hit that uh, hit that uh, zip code song. This is a game about zip codes. Uh-oh. I'm going to tell you a famous. Uh, I'm going to tell you a zip code, and you'll tell me uh, what city it's from. And it's uh, these are all. Uh, zip, zip Have you heard this song? You know that song, uh, Western Union, da, 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 da. same group, the Five Americans. This is their unsuccessful follow-up. They had the zip code, let, I swear, I promise. Let, let me get this straight. You're going to say a zip code, and we're going to tell you yeah. what city. What yeah. city that's It sounds from? impossible, but I think you guys are going to do really good at it. Wait, gonna, so, these are all bands. I don't know any zip, unless you give the zip code of my hometown <laughs> or where I live currently. Well, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to be good at this game. All right. And I bet you, I'll tell you what, I'm going to make, how many are there, Gary? There's uh, going to be 10. 10. I get six out of these. Are you going to, are we yelling them out? Are we saying, are we calling in? Are we going to, Pat, Jimmy? Uh, yes. 
<laughs> All right, just number like two, it. Pat. Uh, I'll say my name. You say yours. And okay. Pat, I will tell you some basic zip code theory. The, the the lower the number, the more northeast it is, and they get bigger as they as they go west. Okay. Whoa, 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 wait Don't a minute, Mister Postman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute, Mister. <laughs> Gary used to be a mailman. Too. I do know that. I listen to the program. So I will say the zip code. You tell me the name of the band that's named after that city. Okay, number one, the easy one, six zero six zero seven. Six zero six zero seven is Chicago. Correct. Idea. Make it oh, how, first of all, first of all, you don't get a point because you <laughs> oh, didn't say your name, Jimmy. so you don't get a point. I get a point, Jimmy, no. Chicago. Zero, Jimmy, <laughs> tied up still. Give me one. You don't follow the rules. I'm giving you this one. This isn't a never not funny game. The rock solid game. I'm still going to take the one. The point. next one, zero two one two four. Uh, Jimmy, yes, Boston is correct. Okay, this one's uh, this going to be a little bit trickier. Eight five zero one five. It's kind of more southeast. Tommy Two-Tone. No, that's close, but there's uh, yeah. this band is not from this city. In fact, they're from France. This uh, band. Oh, Jimmy. Yes. Phoenix. It's correct. Okay. Uh, this is, next one is 90280. Uh, Pat. Not, not 90210. Go ahead. Pat R- Rooney. <laughs> well, no. Um, it's, they're uh, named after cities. They're named south, after cities. Southgate uh, section of uh, Los Angeles there, kind of by South Central, this neighborhood. Oh, 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 of course. Rooney. <laughs> You may not understand the rules. I, or, I might or not understand them. I, I don't understand. Even them. understand them. Oh wait, um, uh, give me the zip code again, please. Nine zero two eight zero. Nine zero two one zero. What? Nine zero two eight zero. Nine zero two eight zero. Of course, the great band Inglewood. Oh, that's so close. It's a uh, insane Compton. membrane. Does that help you at all? No. Cypress Hill. Oh, Cypress okay. Hill. Not, uh, not my cup of tea. Okay, now these uh, these have a city in the name, but there's other words in the name. But I think you can still get them. It's four eight seven zero eight. Atlanta rhythm section. Oh, that's that would have been a good one, but no, this is in Michigan. And it's a Scottish band. Bass City Rollers. Yes. Jimmy, okay. Jimmy, Bass City Rollers. <laughs> Wait a minute. Bass City Rollers are from Michigan? <laughs> no, the city. Bay City isn't. Remember they threw the dart at the, at the map and it landed in Bay City? Do they wear a lot of plaid up there? In- <laughs> this, is, this is not a like you at poker. When you don't like a game, you just I don't, tune out. I am not good at this game. I, I'm confused by What's, this. Uh, Matt, we got a score? I will say my, my, my favorite uh, Bay City Roller is Woody. <laughs> Idiot. Mine's Eric. Oh, well, that's cool. Mine's Eric. Eric Faulkner. Well, Isn't that a guy? Them. Yeah, I think so. Let's go see them. Three three one five six. Three three one five six. Six. Three, that's got to be out of Ohio. This, no, it's in the far southeast. It's far southeast. Got to be Ohio. Oh, Miami Sun Machine. Jimmy. Miami Sun Machine. Correct. Man, Jimmy's really good at this. He is. Um, o seven four seven o. Seven, four, seven. No, wait, let me ask you something. How do you how do you know where these zip codes are? Oh, seven. Eight. He's a man of the world. Uh, first of all, I travel this country. What was, I'm the, a what was the hint again? <laughs> well, uh, the, I know I travel the country too, but I don't get mail in it. It kind of comes every down. Every city I go to. Yeah, the Northeast is like, you know, okay. like Maine, like the smallest zip code. You know, remember uh, okay. 02164 was uh, Zoom, and that's Boston. Right. Awesome. So then bring it down to the. In uh, my hometown, our zip code's three. Small town. <laughs> Small. <laughs> I, was I heard you were born there. <laughs> I will probably die there. Oh, boy. <laughs> Uh, put that to song. You got to hit. Oh, seven four seven zero. This was a uh, this, this seven was a, five three zero oh, nine. This was a Tommy scene two-time. in. Uh, this was a location used on The Sopranos occasionally. Uh, they would go there. They sell like a lawn, a, a lot of lawn ornaments. Oh. And, uh, as a place. <laughs> Matt, Matt, you got that? Oh, the New Jersey Jets. What is it? You might bump into uh, Stacy's mom there at the Fountains of Wayne. Yeah, Wayne, New Jersey. There Wayne, you go. New That's a Jersey. Sexual story. Well, okay, it's getting a little trickier now. These are f- yes, it is. Hey, how about let's, let's close it out with this one? This is four zip codes. No, there's only like sixty or seventy more. Four. Don't worry, sixty or seventy. Okay, no, the uh, 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 German zip code one zero one one five. Scorpions. Oh, this one's gonna take your breath away. This one. Oh, Berlin. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay. Uh, 
Canadian zip code V2P zero A one. Triumph in uh, Triumph, British Vancouver. Columbia, city in British Columbia, eighties. Chilliwack. Yes, man. Yeah, on the board. Man, that, was, that one was worth ten points. You yeah. won. Oh, yay! He doesn't that win was with worth ten points. That's all the time we have. Thank you, Jimmy, for joining us today. Uh, Gary and I are going to get into our topic now. Uh, Let me say this: the two of us. You're gone, 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 Canadian <laughs> band. Hey, so oh, this week's topic, uh, it's the 20th anniversary of what, Gary? Of uh, of the release of Nevermind. Now, uh, oftentimes when you're eyewitness to history, uh, you know, not like 9-11 or the moon landing or something like that, but just something more, important. more of those past events. Yeah, something important. Yeah, you know, uh, you... You don't really recognize it at the time, but when you look back through the uh, through the filter of years and say, "Oh yeah, that what a what a time that was." So I thought it'd be fun to look back, uh, you know, talk about that, that a heady time in in our lives, where we were, what we were doing, what we were listening to. Like, did 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 uh, never mind have an impact on you? These things of this nature. Well, it did have an impact on me because it uh, it ruined hair metal. <laughs> That's right. You were you were the hair metal guy. Now, did you have did you have big hair your own self? Um, I guess uh, you know probably mullety, a little mullety, but not. I don't know. Don't use the word little. <laughs> big mullet. mullets. We had mullets. We had mullets. <laughs> oh man, we all did. Everybody had a mullet. Gary yeah. didn't. I didn't. But well, did you have a fro though? Maybe an afro. I, You've kind I, of curly hair a little yeah, bit. Yeah, right? I I did have that like a little bit, like a yeah, like uh, Juan Epstein. A little bit of that, yeah, but uh, but earlier, but then, um, but then I kind of settled into this look shortly thereafter, and I haven't changed. You it. cultivated this, yeah, oh, quite so. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to talk about actual songs that we. Now I chose songs that I. These were songs that I was really listening to in 1991. Yeah. It's not like a song that I discovered later right. and, and I listen to now. These. This is what was in my record collection at the time that I listened to. So, but I have a question. Yeah. Uh, did you, because you were, you were not unlike me at that time, and Gary, I don't know what, you're, uh, what you were doing in 1991, and well, quite frankly, I'm not codes. interested. <laughs> um, Memorizing zip codes. <laughs> I was traveling this great land of ours doing stand-up comedy in what have to be described as nothing but the crappiest gigs on earth, as, yeah, you, as sure. were you. Yeah. So I would go and I would buy uh, cassette tapes. Every Tuesday, I'd buy the new releases. Right. Uh, but I did not buy Nirvana. Did you, did you buy Nirvana? No, I didn't buy Nirvana. Gary, I didn't, I didn't own any Nirvana until about six years ago. I did not buy it. I was, you know, it was because it was on the radio enough, but, I, you know, I, I liked it, but I just, uh, but you could tell something was different. Mm. You know, uh, you tell, like, the mood of the, uh, well, um, let's the mood, look, the mood of the country was different? The mood of the country was different. It seemed like, uh, it, it did seem like a sea change, like uh, the kids were taking over. It seemed like a revolution of sorts. And uh, and we were when we had front row seats. So what? Um, do and we you, didn't even realize it. And we didn't even realize it. We didn't know we had heaven in our hand. What? Um, uh, do you have a song, Pat? That you uh, that you were like rocking to at the time? Oh sure. This is uh, this was from '91, and this was uh, uh, from Queen's uh, last studio album uh, while Freddie was still alive from the album Innuendo. And this is uh, Headlong. Oh I love this song. Love it, Brian May. Lovely. This is a heavy song. I just wanted to hear the hoop diddy diddies. Qu- question for you in the, in the middle yeah. of a heavy song. Uh, 
uh, same album with The Show Must Go On, right? Yes. Yeah, it's a good album. It's a good album. Great album cover, everything about it. And, uh, you know, Freddie recorded all these songs when he was dying. Wow. When he recorded these, they would work as long as he could for however long he could that day. And these are the days of our lives. Is that on this one? Yes. Is that on the prior one? No, that's on this one too. It's a great album. I don't understand why this. I'm I'm not. I don't want to give my list away. Mm But uh, by the way, this is not my. uh, These are not our five favorite of that time. No, these are just one little sample. Little sample we were listening to. I don't know why this wouldn't have made the cut because uh, uh, my research was probably faulty. Uh, I thought this was 1990. Oh, and uh, or else I would have included uh, a lot of tracks. Wait, off of you this. did ninety? You did? Oh, you thought this album was nineteen ninety? Right. Okay, I see what you mean. Right, uh, but I, I thought this album was terrific. Well, yeah. that that would have been okay. You don't like throw out your old records, or or do you? Oh, I do every year. Yeah. Every year, you just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get rid of them. <laughs> or yep. do you? I clear. I clean house. <laughs> yeah. I just throw them right in the recycling bin, and I get some new stuff. <laughs> so, Gary, what, what, you you want to let Jimmy go, or do you want to go? Um, I'll go, away and then he could like back clean up or okay, or good. Set this so in the three hole. Okay. Yeah, in the three hole. Um, Counterclockwise. I didn't uh, like when when I first heard. Uh, I didn't think. Grunge would be the sound of uh, the 90s. I thought it was definitely going to be more like this sort of thing, like this uh, Jesus Jones sort of... uh uh, uh, situation like this. This seems very like. Uh, oh yeah, this this is the new sound. This is. Uh, we're all gonna be doing this. Well, I will say I hear this as much on the radio now as I do Nirvana. I always I still hear this on the radio. That's crumb believable. <laughs> seems like that. A woman on the radio talks about <laughs> I used to. I, I tried to start this thing that never really caught on, where I would try to incorporate con- song titles into my slang without saying them. And like, uh, I'm like, hey, let's settle this Jesus Jones style <laughs> like, right here, right now. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Why would that catch on? I don't know. <laughs> are you going? To, are you going to go see uh, Cape Fear with me? Because I'm going U2 style. <laughs> With or without you, <laughs> it didn't catch you know why that didn't catch on. You weren't hanging out with me. If you were hanging out with me, uh, that would have caught on to the two of us, right. and everybody around us would have stopped being friends. And what about the zip code club? Did that catch on? Was that catch on? It's doing poorly. Okay, Jimmy, you're up. Well, listen, ninety one. Uh, and again, these are just uh, songs we were listening to at the time. Yeah, because uh, I still was. Uh, you know, it's funny that you mentioned about throwing away your cassettes. I was still very much listening to stuff from nineteen ninety. Uh, George Michael's Listen uh, Without Prejudice sure. Prejudice was a Stuff. big uh, uh, cassette in my car But the songs you chose for today are from 91 I may have misunderstood the premise <laughs> No, yeah, this is uh, I remember when this uh, album came out Trek won there, Matt uh, This is I, I, it, Hang on Shut it down. Uh, here's what happened. You called out for track one. I told him to get it ready. That's not at all what I said. All right. uh, here's what happened, fellas. I listened to last week's episode after I made my list. Oh. So I would have actually chosen track one, which is Valerie Loves Me. Oh, right. Uh, from Material Issues, yeah. uh, International Pop Overthrow. Very but cool I name. figured there's no way, again, you guys are going to do that without yeah. mentioning Valerie Loves Me. So uh, I chose just the title track. Uh, Matt, if you would, uh, this is International Pop Overthrow from the... Uh, uh, album of the same name, Material Issue Trio album. out of uh, Chicago. Listen to this. I was driving around with a radio up and the windows down. Damn it. I took a minute to think about all my problems. Riding in this van, playing in this van, you know it's bringing me down. But I'll pop back up with a pretty little lasting Um, the, 
every song on the album is that is that great. Diane Renee remains the same. Everything's got that poppy, just you know, uh, you know, uh, powerful coming at you. Do you own this physical CD? Is it in your collection? I have the, uh, the yes, the remastered version in your collection. Yes, I do. Right on the. Sh- Why do you ask that? Because sometimes people uh, people go, well, I like it, but not enough to keep it. But you're saying, oh no, no, like this was this was it, one. So it, you're in. Uh, I'm guessing at the time I was still uh, doing a, my, my top twenty of the year, uh-huh. and I'm guessing if I, if I did some research, if this didn't come in at number one for ninety one, actually I know it didn't. Uh, it came in probably number two or three. Now your top twenty of the year, then you'd go out in the living room, stand in front of your TV, and tell your <laughs> parents what they are. <laughs> <laughs> in countdown four, we start at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> that may be the funniest fucking thing you've ever said in our entire friendship, but I'm not exaggerating that. That is not hyperbole. That is. You're right. Because you know what, Pat? I'm not going to lie to you. I just was cleaning out some files and I found all of these lists. And I was like, who is this for? Why did I rank my top 20 CDs? Who? I didn't send them to anybody. I did it for nobody, but oh, oh damn it. I, I can remember playing uh, the Sticks uh, album, Kilroy Was Here, and having my mom stand in the doorway of my bedroom trying to get some reaction out of her and she's just bored to tears. <laughs> well, that's a bad example. You know, in fairness to her, uh, <laughs> you know, that was not their uh, finest hour. Uh, <laughs> Sticks, of course, we're talking about. All right. My, uh, my Daryl ne- Issue is my song. That's great. <laughs> my, my, uh, my song's actually, my next song is from 1991. Okay. Oh! And this is, uh, this is from an artist. Uh, he's a Heartland rocker. Mm-hmm. He uh, changed his name from Cougar to Mellencamp. All right. This is off his uh, Whenever We Wanted album. This is called Love and Happiness. Oh, yeah. It's a good song. And the lyrics to this song are just as relevant today, okay. 20 years later. All right. Then I said some house. If you're a young couple, they will get by the house. And we wage our wars in the neighborhood. Don't we kill the young to feed the old and man that ain't no good. But love. What the? Whoa! Whoa screaming saxophone. <laughs> is that Wayne Shorter snuck in? What, that's, what's uh, that's Get a, out of here! We're having a session. That's, <laughs> that's Ferez Whithead on oh. uh, trumpet, and uh, that is that's my favorite John Mellencamp album. It's uh, it's a little harder and more rock. What else is on there, Pat? Give me some examples. Uh, now now more than ever, I ain't I ain't ever satisfied. Get a leg up. Good crazy song. ones. Yeah. Uh, whenever we wanted again tonight. Last chance. The whole the whole album's great, and it it's just different from. He lost that uh, Scarecrow and that Lonesome Jew. I love Scarecrow. Those are both great. Yeah, albums. they are. And this is just a little more rocking for me. I like. You know, it. you are known on this program as uh, having crappy taste in music, <laughs> and and I am just as guilty of it. If that's what people want to label it right. as. But you know that's so. And I'm not the biggest Melancap fan in the world. Right. But I would rather listen to that than what's on the radio today. And I, I know yeah. I sound like some old man saying that, but uh, that's a good song, Gary. Yeah, I mean, you, okay. when you get a Ferez Witted there on uh, on trumpet <laughs> to blow you out of your bucket seats, it's I'm confrontational. Ninety one. I'm probably dr- no. I was in a uh, Chrysler Baron convertible in ninety one. Oh, good for you. Ninety one. Uh, <laughs> that's no LeBaron convertible. Wait a minute. I didn't. I, I spoke before I got to that part. That's living in Chicago. <laughs> nice. Stupid convertible weather. Wow. Uh, well, I was uh, nineteen ninety one. I'm like was. It's probably the worst year of my life. I was oh, like, oh, everything Jesus went. So, I, I lost my job. I lost my lady. 
I got kicked out of my uh, you know place. You could have wrote some countries. I could have. <laughs> I got and th- and this is true. I got I got uh, involuntarily committed to a uh, institution, a mental institution, for a little while. Oh, it was it okay. was a funny story. T- I'll get into TMI. it. TMI. Yeah, I'll get into it later. It was like uh, uh, but it was um, and I so I had I was out of options. I had to go live with my mother Ugh. in uh, her double wide outside of Modesto. Oh my god! And it was uh, <laughs> it was uh, I was twenty four. Yeah, that's you know. And I no prospects, nothing. I, I hadn't. I, I was. I was saying, I'm gonna do some comedy or something. But you know, I was. I was pretty depressed. You know, so I, I was. But uh, th- my one thing that got me out of bed every day was I had to drive all my sisters to school. I like four little sisters, and there was a, uh, you know, so so I would uh, look forward to all the hits of the time on the radio on the on the station the kids like, and there was. Uh, you know, like uh, the Mariah Carey's first album came out, mm-hmm. the Karen White, uh, It's Time to Get Romantic, that song. Got some new, new Jill Swing. And my sister Megan lived for this song. It's uh, Shanice, I Love You Smile. <laughs> Do you remember this one, Shanice? Uh, maybe. Let's hear it. Oh, I remember this song. <laughs> I don't. Huh? It's like It's like being there. Ooh. Are there lyrics to this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We might not get to them, but uh, I was... Uh... Matt's going to jump ahead. <laughs> that was nice. You know, okay, have a nice day. See you later. I'm going to go home and lay down in the fetal position. Okay, Crazy Gary. Okay, bye. <laughs> Thanks for bringing us to school, Crazy Gary. <laughs> Oh, I was on drugs. It was it was dark. But you were, I, what drugs were you on? I I, was, I worked at a library. I would take some acid and go work at the library, <laughs> at the public library. Is that where you? Is that where you memorized all these accounts? <laughs> yeah, that's all I could do. It's <laughs> goes a dragon. <laughs> but I, wow, I, I don't want to sound over dramatic. But I, I vividly remember the first time I heard "Smells Like Teen Spirit" mm-hmm. was uh, was as I was getting booted out of my place. Like my my one of my roommates, he had an advanced copy of like you know, get the hell out. Oh, but first listen to this. I think this is going to be good. You're going to dig this. And, uh, and, they, and I played it, and I thought, oh yeah, that's good. But I didn't think it was going to you know. Take change, off and change the yeah. world. I thought it'd be like, oh, they'll they'll be as popular as the Pixies or something like that. So imagine my surprise when it's knocking uh, Michael Jackson out of the top spot. It was uh, it's crazy. Is that your next pick, black or white, Michael Jackson? What if it was? Uh, actually, it wasn't dangerous in '91. I mean, black and white was on that. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, yeah, I apologize. Yeah. That's okay. I, I uh, keep thinking as I'm dumb. The the bad album cover is uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Boring myself at this point. Uh, I would I would tell my folks about my top tw- twenty favorite album covers of the year. <laughs> as funny as your first one was, that one bookends it. God, I hope this song's from ninety one. <laughs> yeah, it's from nineteen hundred ninety one. Uh, you know, my favorite. I, listen, I make no bones about it. My favorite band is Chicago. They have been uh, all the time. They, they, in nineteen hundred ninety one, uh, they released their twenty first album uh, in what is their worst album cover in their history. Chicago twenty one. Uh, yes, sir. Yeah, okay, it's, it's, a hor- it's a horrible <laughs> album cover. Um, I don't know what they were thinking. Um, oh man, it's it looks it, like a- it's just a giant number one with the word twenty written inside of it. Uh, mm-hmm. Chicago just in a font at the top of the cover. Uh, the logo, the iconic Chicago logo, hidden in the background. Yeah. You can barely see it; it's kind of floating off the cover. Um, and subsequently. This album. Oh, this album tanked. This yeah. album was a complete failure. Uh, the band almost broke up because of it. Um, they went in Arsenio Hall and had an embarrassing uh, appearance where they uh, they just didn't sound good. And um, 
uh, unfairly, this album failed because uh, the you know the record label didn't get behind it. They insisted they put on a uh, add a song to it. Uh, you know, uh, um, explain it to my heart, written by Diane Warren. But the uh, the album was supposed to open up with the track I'm going to play here called "If It Were You," which was written by Jason Sheff and his brother Darren. And listen to this. Listen to 1991. You know, people always say that you know they're schlocking. It's, it does have the Chicago vocals to it. But this, uh, speaking of heavy like Mellencamp, yes. it's got a little bit of a drive to it here. Uh, Let's hear it. What? Ooh. Boom in your face! Wow. <laughs> There's horns out of the box. <laughs> I think I heard this on the Weather Channel. They run down all. How the, dare uh... you? <laughs> now listen. Here comes that vocal. Is this Jason? Who's singing this? Chef? That's Jason Chef. Yeah. Now listen to that bass too. It's active. Listen. That's a, it's plenty, um, but uh, that was if it were you. And it, 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 there, there's so many great songs on this, and, but it was it was dismissed because there was there, you know there wasn't the quote unquote hit that they had been having, and yet, yet the Chicago fans are always like, "Fuck them! They don't have horns anymore!" Fuck! They're coming right at you. Yeah, that one was definitely sunk by the album cover. It, album cover, uh, and you know what? I, I as lame as this sounds, sequencing. Are you? I think he's shitting yeah, on me. Yeah, you I, piece I, of I, shit. I think he was. Uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Listen, I'm supposed to be supportive here. I, no, sorry, I, I come no, on here. Oh, no, that was great. That Sharice, you your, your sad sack family story. But let's be honest. Every every group that we every group that we like from the '80s has these one or two albums where it's really slick. Heart has them. Cheap Trick yeah. has them. This is one of Chicago's more slick sounding. Well, the, those albums also have Diane Warren songs all over them. What's it even more interesting about that, Pat, is that this that the, the track I play for you was the original mix uh, and produced a track by Ron Nevison. Oh, nerd! Uh, isn't that what the show is? <laughs> yes. Uh, the record company made Humberto Gatica. Uh, come in and remix them, and then they're fucking slick. Sad to say that Jimmy and I have had this conversation before in private. <laughs> but that's what the show is. We bring our knowledge. Right. That's right. And not because, he because I was curious. But uh, so, uh, but uh, paint a paint a picture though of like uh, of, of like uh, where where you and your mullets are. You're like uh, rolling around. Are you in Gary, Indiana? You're no, like, we're all over. Show over at the. We're uh, in Ohio. We're doing uh, uh-huh. Portsmouth, Ohio. We're, uh, we're Pat, doing you know, Traverse City, Michigan. How how deep into your careers are you guys now? About two three years in. Mm-hmm. Or something? About two years. Uh-huh. First big gig was March of '89, so I'm uh, I'm two years in, yeah. yeah two oh, years nice. In. And, you're, and you're a headliner already? Well, I, I'm headlining bad rooms with Pat opening for me. And yeah. <laughs> if anybody left there happy, they were <laughs> not watching the show. And I'm only opening and featuring wherever wherever you could, Peoria. Yeah, man, if you can't get them there, <laughs> but I don't know. That would be New York, really. <laughs> They're both very similar. So, plays in Peoria. So now, Jimmy earlier was saying how we get made fun of for our, our shit taste in music, and I have to say that this this next one's probably going to get uh, going to get some ridicule uh, on the boards from those two guys. And uh, <laughs> this is uh, this is uh, from uh, this is by Aldo Nova. Oh man, he's, he's from uh, he's from Canada. This was his fourth album, produced by uh, John Bon Jovi. Uh, bon Jovi co-wrote all the songs with him. And I love a story song. I love a song where you hear it and you see exactly what's going on. And if they made a video of this song, it, it, they would just follow the song. They wouldn't. Need, they wouldn't even need to storyboard it. So we're gonna, we're gonna, this is about. Uh, this is about two kids that are uh, in love. It's young love, and we're going to jump into the second uh, verse. Mama swears he's gonna give her a heart attack. 
love this song. <laughs> See you later, mama. He's not coming home tonight because he's going to meet with his lady. <laughs> and his, his mom gets out the rosary. She prays. It's young love. It's so wild and willing. One part love and one part innocence. <laughs> That's a recipe. Say it's wrong. Nothing can stop. I just I can see that. There's not a video for the song, and I can see the video. He's playing saxophone. He's dressed in black. He, he's boombox is blaring some Metallica track. I love that you like own the fourth Aldo Nova album. Like, I love it. Aldo it's Nova's the, mom doesn't have it. Mrs. Nova. It's the she's only, like, oh, hey, thank you. Dear. Look, I'm telling you, this, this has got Randy Jackson from uh, oh, well. <laughs> on bass. <laughs> got very subpar basses. <laughs> <laughs> At his got, most high top thedius. Yeah, right. Yep. <laughs> Kenny Aronoff on drums. All right. Oh, this boy. is uh, this is full of studio musicians playing. Uh, Generic rock, but I love that song. Al- Aldo Nova Fantasy was the first song I ever heard on a Walkman, and I think it was like that when those people first saw that movie of like the you know the train coming at him or something. Like, ah! It felt like that. I was like, oh man, he's in my head, man. Well, especially that song because you've got the helicopter yeah. sounds and the, yeah. and the wishing. And you know, my uh, my band in high school, Rainbow Bridge, uh, did Fantasy. <laughs> oh really? And so oh. I have a, I have a, an affection. Uh, for Aldo Nova, but uh, even I cut loose at the fourth album. But that, that, I didn't, that's, I didn't that's the only like album I own. I, I own the fourth album, and I cherry-picked songs. Well, um, that's because of your love of Bon Jovi. I love this album. I think it's great. Because of Bon Jovi. If you like that song, you'll love the whole album. And who doesn't like that song? Everyone. So let's go back to Modesto. <laughs> it isn't even Modesto. I'm trying Are to get like more into your, into your life and what was happening at the time. Well, sure. I mean, I'll tell I you. Like, I appreciate it. It's better than me going, I'm in a car. <laughs> well, that's true, but that's what you're doing. Mindset. I was, uh, I did, I would borrow my mom's car sometimes and, uh, and I would, uh, I would go, uh, cruising around. There wasn't a lot to do then. I, I, uh, there was no Starbucks yet. There was no, like, you know, you could go, you know, you could have went and hung around at a Barnes and Noble. There, none of that existed yet. There was just nothing to do. But so I would walk around. There's uh, these drainage ditches, these irrigation ditches. Like there was, you know, because we lived out in the middle, of just farmland. And I, I would listen to some uh, a lot of great things like this uh, teenage you, fan club. You, you sound like you were like Boo Radley. <laughs> is what I'm getting an image of. With oh, you. oh, this is good. Yeah, this is even better. This is this is something different. This is. Uh, Jimmy Dale Gilmore. Have you ever heard this guy? No. This is a great text guy. He has the voice of like if a ghost could sing. This is like <laughs> this is the most beautiful uh, haunting thing. And I would I'll drive around Modesto and look at the sights and nowhere to go. Nobody knew I was there. <laughs> no prospects. <laughs> None to live for, really. <laughs> I think I'm gonna go downtown. This guy is creepy. I like this. Or something I couldn't see when this world was more real to me out of night. Yeah, my friend uh, Joel worked at Electra Records, and he sent me a care package that had this was in it, and that metallic album with uh, Enter Sandman and Cracker, you know that uh, yeah. Teen Angst and a couple other things. But this is uh, this is the one this is the one that I brought in. This is the one that stuck with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like that. And did, did this guy make any other albums? Yeah, he's 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 kind of like uh, he was in this legendary group called the Flatlanders with Joe Ely, and uh, he's just like a Texas legendary guy who never like quite caught on right. commercially. But yeah, Braver Newer World. He's uh, he's worth checking out. I once took this uh, writing class, like uh, Jane got it for me for a, a present to go uh, take a writing class with uh, Linda Berry. Do you know her? This uh, 
great cartoonist, and it was it was down in Texas, and uh, you know one of those like adult ed places it was like it was like a spa summer camp sort of thing, but you could take this class. And going on at the same time was uh, Jimmy Dale Gilmore was teaching a songwriting class. So at night, uh, you know, all the all the campers would uh, you know would go in here like him sing and all the you know what the songs the people were working on. It was a it was a magical time. Tonight, yeah, I, and I you know I wish I wish like that. Guy could have went back and visited 1991. Guy says, "Just you know, it's it's, it's going to be okay. Don't worry about it. Things are going to work out." But anyway. did you ever think about doing a one man show? Oh, maybe I <laughs> you got a lot of stories to tell. You could, could you guys please you could have music, could, musical, could you could have musical segues. <laughs> yeah, that's not a bad idea. It's not a good one. <laughs> Nobody likes a one man show. <laughs> and I did one. No, I think it would be great, Gary. It sounds like you got terrific stories, and I wish you luck as I do all one man shows. <laughs> Jimmy Pardo's uh, on deck. He's up. No, he's up. Uh, you know what? I, you know, I, I enjoyed 1991. I, I mean, I've had other crap years, Gary, but uh, 91, uh, I enjoyed in the car, uh, uh, zooming around this great land of ours. Yeah, Gary's stories are all, I bought some rope. I, I had a beam <laughs> in my house. I was looking at it. And then I put on cracker. Um, I was a, uh, 1985. Uh, no, 91. Yeah, I'm going to lead into it. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's a six-year lead-in. The great, I'm going to go, and oddly enough, going to go month by month until I get up to 1991. So, guys, strap it down. You got a little time. September of uh, of 88. Now, I'll tell you what. Now, that was a year. Uh, 85, Misplaced Childhood by Marillion came out, and a song named Kaylee, which I would have included in that lady song program of yours. Uh, uh, just a wonderful song. You know, Kaylee, just gorgeous, by Marillion. And uh, then uh, they did one more, Clutching Straws with uh, Fish, was the uh, lead vocalist and, mm-hmm. and lyricist. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he left the band for reasons I don't know, and I did a lot of extensive research on that, <laughs> and it just seems like he just left, and I guess is they weren't getting along. Um, so I was always buying every Marillion that came out. So uh, then Season's End came out with their new singer, Steve Hogarth, and then uh, this one, Holidays in Eden, came out in 1991. Uh, and this is the song I chose off of that. Uh, I'm a fan of Marillion to this day, and I enjoy this song. This is a song called uh, Cover My Eyes. Mm-hmm. Pat's covering his eyes. Sounds like you too a little yeah. bit. Oh, that was supposed to start at the fifty-six minute uh, second mark. That beginning sounds like you too. That guitar. yeah, right. I don't know why that didn't happen. Up now. So, Matt, what I would do there, and Gary and Pat, you can listen in, uh, I would sing that at the top of my lungs, you know, in the car, top down. I, I like I like when drums are out in front like that. Uh, you prefer like a Night Ranger stage setup? Is that what you mean by that? <laughs> no, no, like no, no. The, I mean, I mean uh, in the recording studio. I misunderstood exactly. No, no, no. Mean. I don't want the drummer uh, front and center on Ev- stage. Ever. Yeah, that's terrible. Getting back on a riser where you belong. Yeah, get way and back. by that, I mean Paul Riser. Get behind me. <laughs> I want Riser having a drums kit on his shoulders. That yeah, was Marillion. Cover my ass. For my money, have the drummer behind the curtain. Right. <laughs> Who cares? That's not pretty good. I, I've never, I haven't heard a lot of Marillion. They have... 
They have like an extensive catalog. They right? do. They do. And they have a cool logo too, right? It's like nice. a little boy or something. Or well, no, the little boy is uh, the, he's the fellow off of uh, Misplaced Childhood. Oh, okay, never mind. Uh, but with that aforementioned song, uh, that's uh, a concept album, by the way, oh, okay. and it's a terrific. That Kaylee, that, that's one of those songs. Uh, you know, I I should be living outside of Modesto in '91, listening to Kaylee, <laughs> and just rethinking my life and being sad. Like every time I hear that song, it brings me back to '85, like where I was. You know, I'm getting, I'm having action in the in the uh, yeah. In the record store, and I'm and I'm with great friends, and every Sunday we play softball. But yet there was like part of me, like uh, you know, before I decided to do comedy or whatever, it's like I was depressed, you know. So it's like there was a void Kaylee, that needed to be filled. There was, yeah. and, and that song Kaylee, like it just bring. It's one of those songs that instantly transports me back to to that. And so I and, again, I have this this relationship with Marillion, whether I love that song or not. Uh, and because it takes you back, do you still like to listen to the song, or do you not like to listen to the song because of the memories? Depends on the mood I'm in. Right. Depends on the mood. If I'm if I'm in one of those moods, yeah. you know, melancholy mood or melancholic mood, which will be the name of my new CD, <laughs> um, uh, then I, you know, you know, then I, I load it up with that stuff. You know, I can't listen to Cats in the Cradle by enough artists. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. Sometimes that's good. Ed. Yeah, like the it's like that tongue on the cold sore feeling. Yes, mm. the smell in the milk. You gotta it. punish yourself a little bit. Speaking of which, Pat, what do you got? Oh, I'm going to punish you with some... Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. The, uh, Fair segue. This was, uh, this was a guy, this guy had huge success with his solo album. He did a solo album away from his band, and then he got the band back together, and he kept Jeff Lynn as producer, and this is from Tom Petty's Into the Great Wide Open, oh. and this is uh, Learning to Fly. Okay. Yeah, that's good. He, he kept the poppy sound of his uh, full moon fever. Has a little bit of Wilburys in there. Yellow, little yellow feel to it. Little yellow, yeah. And the sun went down. This was uh, co-written with Jeff Lynne too. Yeah, a little bit of a yellow feel. Yep. <laughs> a little of a move. And the town <laughs> The world got still. Chorus people. I'm Got some hand claps. What I've discovered here is you guys don't like to sing along. <laughs> I just don't think we knew the lyrics. And these lyrics make Gary depressed. <laughs> and when I say these lyrics, I mean lyrics to songs. It <laughs> really set me off. <laughs> the, um, um, so yeah, Tom, you know, that was, uh, that's kind of an overlooked uh, Tom Petty album, I think, because it didn't, it didn't do as well as his solo album, Full Moon Fever. But uh, it, it's a really good album. And if you like Full Moon Fever, you'll like this. I like a lot of songs. Um, <laughs> bad segue guy. Yeah, uh, do you remember, Pat, if I may, and I know you brought this up uh, last week when uh, we, we enjoyed the Foo Fighters at length over at the Conan O'Brien program. Yes. Um, that I asked you if they were going to do Learn to Fly, and uh, I sang this every time. Yeah, you kept singing this, this <laughs> Learning to Fly. And Pat, Pat goes, well, maybe if they're going to do a Tom Petty song, they'll do this. <laughs> A lot of activity going on. Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, tried to vamp. <laughs> why, don't you, why don't you go ahead and start that as a little bit of a intro? It wasn't all bad, you guys. I would, uh, I would, uh, you know, put on my headphones and I would. Uh, I had this job doing up in a taking, taking inventory. I would work nights at like a Walmart or something. One of those guys who takes the inventory and mm-hmm. had my headphones on. I would hear some uh, Matthew Sweet Girlfriend. Or, ah, that was ah, on my that's list. A great song. Or this uh, Teenage Fan Club. Oh, look at that. There it is. You're this uh, teenage fan club bandwagonist. This is a good album. I like this. What else was uh, Sebado was good there, and then uh, yeah. 
Teenage Fan Club. Are they still around? They are. Yeah, they're from uh, from Australia. They have a they have a good uh, greatest hits uh, collection you can get with all their oh cool good songs. Yeah, you know you know who's not still around? Aldo Nova. He's not. No, he's up there. (laughs) He's up there in Canada. (laughs) Can imagine. But uh, so then, uh, yeah, I, I I finally you know figured out like I should uh, you know I started to like uh, I want to do some comedy, but I'm not going to move to Los Angeles. I'm going to move to uh, Seattle. That's where it's happening. Yeah, you know because uh, and, and there is a Starbucks up there. There is a Starbucks up there. You know, I, I had like one one friend up there, but uh, but then I got as far as Portland. I was like, no, this looks good, and I looked around and. Uh, I just stayed there. I think I like Portland better than Seattle. Portland's my second favorite city in the country. It's the best. It's really good. And there was uh and and but it was close enough where you could really feel like that the grunge uh thing happening, you know, there's a lot of great great bands there and uh, I remember like at the the St. Vincent de Paul uh thrift store on Northwest 23rd like they had like there was a little sign in the window like an old lady like cursive it says, "We have the Seattle grunge look." <laughs> <laughs> so it was uh You know why they uh, how that flannel uh, look came into play, right? You know how that happened? How that happened? It was cold. Yeah, it was, it was a little chilly. So a guys damp. put their flannel shirts on to stay warm, but and then, then they, they unbuttoned them when they had to do rock and roll because it got hot. So and then they would put their shorts on in their in their boots, their thermals. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was a utilitarian awesome. thing, but it was uh, that was uh, that was it. But uh, you know what? I'm surprised we haven't heard any like. Uh, like I'd watch a lot of MTV at the time, and um, you know, between like like they showed like Nirvana like every other song, but it right. was uh, but they also showed that like like the Mr. Big to be with you. Has anybody got that on there? It was it was uh, it was in my list of ninety one songs, uh, but I uh, didn't pull anything from and, that. Uh, great great white once bitten twice shy. That was on the list. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Extreme. This is extreme. This is not This is not representative of Mr. Big at all. This is a real rarity for them to do an, a ballad like this. Well, this turns my stomach. <laughs> Come on, you like these creamy harmonies? Got Paul Gilbert on guitar. Pat Torpe on drums. Get this off. It's like you're making me mad on purpose. Billy Sheehan on bass. Eric Martin on vocal. Oh, yeah, listen to that great bass line. One of the best rock bases of all time, and he's stuck doing this well, one-two beat. You know, sometimes you gotta do that ballad to get the girls to come to the shows. Ugh, what a piece of poop! <laughs> that song, st- I used to. Man, I got so angry at that song in 1991. You like the other ballad? Just take my heart. Ugh, just take I, don't, my I don't like them. You go, guys. I had that single. Yeah, yeah, Kasingle was in '91. Slamming the little Jimmy. Baron down. Back to you. Uh, <laughs> listen, I, I, quick side story about the Matthew Sweet girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, I drove to uh, Omaha, Nebraska from Chicago with fellow comedian Steve Ayat. We must have listened to that cassette. Oh, yeah. uh, I got a loop all the way there and all the way back. And what's so that, good. What's that, what's that album called? Is it, uh, it's called Girlfriend. It's called Girlfriend, I think, right? It's got know. the Tuesday Weld on the cover. It's got yeah, Tuesday Weld and... Uh I think it was going to be called okay. like Tuesday's Gone. I think, and then she said, "I'm not signing off on that. You can't use my picture if it's called that. I'm still here." But then he said, "Okay, we'll just call it uh, Girlfriend." And I, and I also believe that Billy Squire was going to sue him. Oh, is that a fact? Because he had a song called Two Days Gone." <laughs> that's a true story. Uh, Matthew Sweet, a Omaha native. Was that right? Yeah. Maybe that's why we listened to Maybe him. Maybe that's why. That's, that's weird. That is that's weird. That's quite a coincidence. Yeah. Do you, uh, is that the only album they sold in that? That was it. <laughs> that's all, that's that's all, all they had. We had it. That's all well, they had. You wanted Matthew Sweet or we also have Matthew Sweet. <laughs> I don't know. They have that grunge look. <laughs> so do you have a song off? You have a song uh, from, from Matthew Sweet song? Or? I don't. Oh. Oh, good story. I just had it written down here. It's oh, one of my... Uh, 
my others. Uh, this is uh, Matt. What do you have? You have uh, RTB or CTD? Uh, you know what? These guys got a bad rap. Their their second album had a song on it that was overplayed, and it was uh, the song was a uh, oh, Mister Big. Uh, boy, it could have been them. Uh, there's this is their first album, and and I again every Tuesday I would just buy the new releases. I you know cassettes were what six dollars, right? And I you know we were on the you know I would drive eight hours from gig to gig. I needed to fill time. Um, and Rush Limbaugh wasn't going to do it. You know, <laughs> right. he was only on four hours a day, and you know, <laughs> without driving into a you know, viaduct, uh, listening to those idiots, listening to him. Um, although it killed four hours, yeah. uh, I would buy. I would truly buy every cassette that came out. Wow. I would uh, if they, if it was on the new release rack. I would buy whatever the Tuesday, whatever came out. Right, and then I um, would then I would run into Jimmy at a at a comedy club parking lot, and he would go, "Hey, come out of my car," and it opened his trunk and just throw me some shit. Hey, give that a listen. <laughs> well, well, when am I going to give it back to you? I'm good. We're good. <laughs> We're gonna, I, don't, I, I don't need Hardline. Hardline's a great example of that. 1991, I, I think I gave that to you in the back of the, uh, the KJ Riddle's parking lot. What did you give me in the back of KJ Riddle's parking lot? I gave you an STD. I gave you the Hardline, hard hard I gave you a little sweet Cherie. <laughs> because, you know, hot Cherie. Hot Cherie. You make me hot. Cherie. Horrible that, song. That song has is credited to seven songwriters. Listen, Pat, <laughs> one guy can't muck that up that badly. <laughs> You need six or seven people to screw Eddie that up. Eddie Money is one of the writers on that song. How do you bring Eddie in? Well, he can't write him. He's shaking. He's shaking. <laughs> so he needs somebody to hold the pencil. There's two writers right there. Go ahead. What's your song? You think he writes with pencil? <laughs> How do you think? Yeah, he probably does. Sure, he does like to erase. He made a lot of mistakes he liked to change. Uh, anyhow, this was uh, off of the uh, their first album called Go- uh, Ghosts That Haunt Me. And uh, boy, I really loved it. I really, I mean, Matt, please start this at the 38 second mark. I don't know if it's going to. If you could bring it to 38 seconds and play like, that to about 127. I like that you did your homework. You had a list. I love it. Now, Look at this. This oh, is the, this, this is, is a, Crash Test Dummies. Dummies. This is a Superman song. This is a live version of this. That's a low voice. He would be a baritone, right? Yeah, I think like so. David Lee Roth's a baritone. I think it's more of a bass. Maybe you're right. I'm going to tell you something about this guy. Superman never made any money Saving the world from Solomon Grundy Sometimes I dispel the world Never see another man that's enough. Uh, but, you know, again, going back to being in that car the whole time, I, right. I, there's a chance I was sobbing while I was listening to that. <laughs> just like driving to some awful gig in Pennsylvania, Holidaysburg, <laughs> and I'm just driving from Chicago. It's taken nine hours, and uh, Limbaugh ends, pop that in, and just, <laughs> and just sobbing, and then getting the, the, the show, and uh, tears of a clown, Gary. <laughs> tears of a clown. That's it's the raw material. The raw material funniness, yeah, his pain. Crest well. dummy, but then that song, mm, 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 uh, you know, it, 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 then they became a you know a, a, a you know a joke Doctor Demento band because of yeah, that. Right. Sucked. Right, that happens. That, that reminds me of this mean boss I had who would uh, he was like a real tough guy at the, at the post office. He'd really be threatening to us and like uh, and he, you know he'd like ask me some question and I'd answer him. He's like, "Tell me again, but take the bass out your voice." <laughs> you know, like I was like like I was getting lippy with him. Oh wow! Take, take the bass out your voice. I like that. <laughs> yeah. I like that phrase. I'm going to yeah. use that. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. And by the way, Pat, I did uh, did the uh, I've done more research for this show than I have in the uh, <laughs> nine seasons of Never Not Funny. It's work, I know. Hey, I'm going to jump in here with. Hey. Um, it was uh, it was three years between albums, and I was like, where, where, "What happened to these guys? Where are they? they they've got to come back with something great." And for me, they did. I think this is one of their best albums with their second singer, and this is a great 
pop song and here's a little bit of Van Halen top of the world what's it all about for how long just a little while (laughs) I love it I love, I love, uh, that's, that to me, that's, uh, that's definitely the best Sammy Hager Van Halen album for Is that Marvel. F-U-C-K? Yeah, that's F-U-C-K, because they're so funny. They, uh, I, and, I remember the guys at the record store thinking that was going to be great. And they calling it, fuck, man. <laughs> yeah, okay, idiots. Always... OU812. Hey, <laughs> OU812 as well. You get it? Uh, 5150, Gary's crazy. What? Hey, that's unfair. <laughs> Guy in MIDI opens up in Modesto. He's got the Modesto years. I know. And he said, unwrongly. <laughs> yeah. Un- Wait, unwrongly. Un- yeah, yeah, it was wrong. no, wrong- wrongfully. Just, just wrongfully. Yeah. Uh, you know, I will say this about the, about the, I was still on my Sammy Hagar sucks. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Bandwagon at the end, just uh, you wanted nothing to do with Van Halen. You I'm David Lee Roth all the way. way. But go ahead. He's, he's still agrees. Uh, you know, in retrospect, those are I, I like those albums better. I think they're more. What the f now? Uh, I like that uh, that song. I like that song. Run around. I, I, I love right pound now. cake. Is that on there? Pound cakes. And that's uh, is that I the one with the drill on it? Yeah, yeah. I love my baby's pound cake. <laughs> <laughs> what a horrible song! He <laughs> 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 plays with a drill. Well, play with your fucking fingers, Jagoff. <laughs> Doesn't make you a good player. Uh, hang on, my ball, my testicle, my right testicle just went up into my body. Oh, oh, oh he's reaching, he's reaching, oh, 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 he's grabbing his pound cake. That just really hurt. His pound cake. Yeah. That was strange. That was, uh, right. <laughs> Till tomorrow. Adjustment. I hold up a placard right now. Jimmy's adjusting his testicle, which went up into his body. That's a long placard. This is our longest show ever. We're yes, you got daddy here. Take advantage of it. Are you Get okay with this? Get some fucking ratings for this juice. All right. <laughs> Let's go. You got the king here. Let's do it. All right, Gary. What do you got? I I'll I'll, I'll close up on an uplifting note. This is. Um, Were you making meth at the time? At no, I wasn't. Okay. No, I was trying to. I was trying to figure out where I was going to go, and then. Uh, when, when does Jane come into your life and save you? This is like uh, uh, that was uh, ninety nine. You know, after I got to LA, no, after, after, the, after, the, after the Portland years. All right. But um, this was, uh, this, the, no song captured uh, that non specific longing uh, for me at uh, those times better than uh, this one. It has this uh, great line I don't know what, I don't know where, but I know it's out there somewhere. Uh, it's uh, the Blake Babies uh, featuring Julianne Hatfield with Out There. But you know what I mean, though? That feeling of like, there's something out there. I don't know what it is. I don't know where. But, uh, okay. so. Oh, wait. Here comes the big chorus. We, oh, we, we, we made it this far, maybe. Sounds great. 
Sounds great. Is there anything left of that song? Sorry, no, that's it. We hear quite a bit of it. Gary's, uh, Gary's not big on the queue up. Yeah, I got it. I was, I was going to do Well, I spent all my time on that, uh, on that Coldplay medley, <laughs> all my pre pro time, so I didn't have time. <laughs> I unfairly wrote off Julian Hatfield because of a disc jockey once that went, oh, really? Julian Hatfield 3. And the way he said it so <laughs> nauseated me that it made me not like th- her. For I mean, she seems pleasant enough, and that was a nice ditty. I'd, I'd like to hear more of that song, but uh, I don't think there is any. <laughs> <laughs> you want to hear the, the the fade out? Is that what you want? To hear? I, that's all that's missing. Uh, Jimmy, we're gonna let you close it out, and I, I know you got to take off. You have to go um, see Conan O'Brien. Conan O'Brien's opening act. Uh, listen, I was torn here. Uh, I wanted to play School of Fish, Three Strange Days, which was a great oh, yeah. song. I had the pleasure of doing a show with those guys at the Capitol Records uh, record release party. You opened up um, for them, you mean? I, I remember I, I hosted a, an entire day of, um, uh, entire night of uh, Capitol Record artists. Okay. Najee. <laughs> uh, who bored everybody to tears And then I did a joke And they booed And I went You want me to read back out Najee? <laughs> and and uh, I was fired <laughs> Back the next year That's a true story And that's when I got in a fight With Billy Squire I got in an argument With Bill Squire uh, Was this in 91? Uh, yeah because the school of Okay fishing. perfect then That's a great story uh, What the fuck? What? You're telling some piece of anecdote. <laughs> I know. Nice piece of business here. Uh, but I'm going to do a song. I, there, there's always these bands, and, and Pat, you know this about me. There's always bands that uh, release an album. I see it on the release list, uh, the new release uh, you know, announcements. I can't wait for it to come out. Here we go. I get to the record store at 10 o'clock in the morning. I listen to it exactly once and then never listen to it again. <laughs> and that band is Rush. And I'm not kidding. You know this. Yeah. I cannot wait for Rush's next album right. will come out. Yeah. I, nobody more excited about right. Rush albums coming out. I'm not. I get there early. I, they, I watch them open the door. I run to the new release wall or to the ours, and I get it in 1991. That was Roll the Bones. I knew Roll the Bones was almost made my list. Put this More horns. Four, Listen to that. At 44, Matt. Bring it to 44 seconds, please. Does he rap? I didn't include that part. Okay. For the female listener, this is the first time they've ever they've yeah, been hearing right, right now. <laughs> That's enough. Now, is there a... Uh, hey, roll the bones. <laughs> Wait a minute. Why are we here? Hey, roll the bones. <laughs> just because we're here. Because we're, we're here. And roll the bones. Okay. Take a chance, man. Roll so they're in Vegas, Whatever right? Happens. They're gambling. What? Whatever happens. Roll the bones. Is there is there like a visual pun on the cover of Roll the Bones? Uh, it's an bones? entire cover made of dice, I believe. Right? Oh, okay. And bones. I, th- I think they're made out of bones. I think there's some Ooh. skulls well, in there. Aren't, aren't your best dice made of actual bone? I guess so. I don't know. Oh yeah, he, there's a kid kicking a skull. Oh, and uh, so, and would you entice the girl? Would you say, "Hey, do you want to come into the back room and roll the bones?" Uh, do no, again, There's women long. have no interest in rush. Well, that oh, sounds like right. maybe you're going to uh, smoke up. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's true. Smoke magic J bone. Yeah. <laughs> <Idiot>. <laughs> hey guys, thanks for having me. Hey Jimmy Pardo, uh, I was going to say a round of applause. Hey people at home, if you want to clap, hey, 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 I would. I would. Jimmy, will you join us again sometime? I would be more than happy to, fellas. Oh, I had a really great fun time having you. Uh, listen, when I came up with this idea. <laughs> I said, this is going to be a fun show, this rock solid. And I, uh, it's a pleasure. To, uh, and I mean this sincerely, and I know this is going to sound weird. I enjoy listening to this show. You guys are doing a great Thank job. You. And, uh, you know, uh, if uh, we can get you guys some more listeners, great. But I, I mean it sincerely. You guys, uh, this is a great show, and I think it's a lot of fun. And uh, I appreciate you guys having me on. And Gary doesn't know this. Originally, it was going to be me and Martha Quinn. But we, we didn't oh. know how to contact her. So oh, no, we, we knew how. I chose not to. 
Might have been something. Well, uh, I would like to also say uh, website of the week is uh, com. If you're a classic rock guy, go to Vintage Vinyl News. Tons of great stuff on that website. What goes on there? Like, they'll have, like, uh, some uh, reissues? You know, they'll say, like, oh, the zombies have a new album out, and they'll give tour dates and their set lists and, you know, music news of of the classic rock ilk, and it's... uh, it's cool. So, uh, vintagevinylnews.com. Vinyl News. I would uh, direct you to the uh, Rock Solid Podcast Facebook page. We need people to uh, keep signing up there, keep uh, participating. It's participating. A lot is of fun. activity this week. A lot of people uh, weighing in. Well, I did. I, uh, yeah, the, 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 girls, the girls thing had. I knew everyone was going to be weighing in on what, what ones we missed and all that kind of stuff. Discovered so. a lot of good discoveries there. So, that was good. And uh, I can't announce the name of the winner because she does not confirm that she wants to be the lucky winner. I, I'm trying to give things away here. So she might not want to... Someone's out there that might not want the prize? Yeah, well, you know, I'm assuming that they wanted the prize because they were, you know, in the drawing with their thing, but uh, anyway. We're, um, we, should, we, should, we, should, we should probably wrap this up. Let's but, wrap uh, it up. This is, this is with... To so the silent partner, Matt Belknap, thank you. Jimmy Pardo, thank you. Gary, thank you. I'm Pat Francis. Gary? Uh, I touch myself. This is, uh, this is, the, this is like the, probably, maybe the best song in 1991. Put the vinyls. What do you think?